hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all of the information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. You know, our listener, th- those that watch our yes. podcast, they always know this is a live read. But when you listen, you might wonder, is it live? <laughs> yeah, we, it's we, live. We've been proving that a lot recently. It's least, not least, edited least. in. No, it is certainly not. <laughs> Here we go. Off to the races. Um, I'm actually surprised that my, uh, what I like to call my peach impediment uh, doesn't show up more often uh, in this podcast. But here we are. How are you, Jeff? I am uh, fantastic. How are fantastic. you? I'm, I'm uh, just shy of fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing pretty good. I heard you had a busy week, Joe. I did. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a lightning round, but you know, that's um, the one thing about being in the quote unquote people business, there's always people. That's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> there's right. always a thing. There's always somewhere to engage I used to and joke around and... that I'm in uh, people... Uh, will ask me what I do. I say I'm in the sin business, and business is good. <laughs> <laughs> I used – that's funny. I haven't thought of this in years, but I used to go to these trainings, um, just like how to interact with people, um, psychology-type stuff, professionalism-type stuff, and um, that, of course, all went out the window. Yeah. No, but <laughs> um, as I was interacting with that, I would be like the only ministry professional in the room. And so, you know, oh, I'm in sales at this company, or oh, I lead this, blah, blah, blah. And so it would come to me, and just there's just this weird, like, hi, I'm a pastor. It was just like yeah. this weird. So I would say, I'm in volunteer recruitment and management. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And uh, Makes sense to them. And they loved it, and it made sense. And then if they would dig in, they're like, oh, that's is that what a pastor does? I'm like, it, it's a big part of it, yeah. you know? And, and so that was just really cool conversation starters, but... Well, hey, we're going to get into uh, our submitted question of the week, and this one can... Ooh, that, that, there should be theme music for that. Dun, dun, dun. Submitted question of the week. Submitted question of the week. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay. Um, that was our fake vocal music for this segment. <laughs> um, and so this one, um, if you take it one way, could be just kind of a heady question. You know, oh, I want to understand how this works. If we take it another way, it could be kind of a weighty one, something that really could weigh on someone's mind and even make them a little bit concerned about kind of the end of their earthly life. So our listener says this, I've always wondered why if our sins are wiped away by the sacrifice of Jesus, well, why does the Bible say that we'll give an account of all of our sins at judgment? And so there's a lot there, Jeff. I don't know if we want to break down part of what they're asking first, but what is that all about? If Jesus forgives us, why do we have to then talk about it kind of the moment we get to heaven? It's <laughs> um, a really, really good question. And and um, I was trying to think about how to answer this in a clear way because um, it's low-key complicated. But I think it depends. Uh, I think the best way for me to answer this is it depends on who you are. Mm. So the Bible is clear that at the end of time, there are going to be judgments, Yep. right? And so uh, we are going to give an account for our life, and where you stand in Christ directly determines what that account is, Yep. okay? So if you are not a Christ follower, what that accounting of your life is 
at that point of your life is a prosecution. Mm-hmm. So it it's uh, this this is not the way it's going to work. But I'm just trying to give you an image. So think of yourself with a uh, prosecuting attorney standing before a judge. Mm-hmm. And uh, the attorney looking and saying, listen, uh, Jeff Bogue did not accept Christ. Um, He was raised by a mother and father who knew Christ, but he rejected Christ. He grew up in a church that proclaimed Christ, even though it was imperfect. So he heard the gospel and he rejected it. Uh, His father, his earthly father, uh, sacrificed deeply for Jeff to go to a, a Christian school. So he knew the Bible. He rejected that. He hardened his heart here. He rebelled against you here. This is this sin, this one, this one, this is a prosecution. At the end of that prosecution, um, there's, there's the judge will look and say, and remember, I'm, this, I'm making this up as yeah, an illustration. Yeah. The judge will look and say, um, really, this all boils down to one question. When you were presented with your sin and you were presented with the mercy, the love, and the forgiveness of God, did you turn from your sin and move to God, or did you turn from God and move to your sin? And the prosecution will present the evidence, if I'm not a Christ follower, that I turn from God and I move to sin, Mm. right? Yeah. So the judgment, the judgment is more of a conclusion than it is judgmentalism. Yeah. So Jesus isn't going to look and say, you know, you've always been such a jerk and nobody ever liked you and, you know, your friends were all... Fa-. It's not judgmentalism. It's a conclusion. Yeah. Well, you give me no choice but to conclude or to judge that, um, that you wanted to live your life apart from, my, apart from Christ I'm going to give you what you, I'm going to turn you over to that and you will forever be separated from Christ. Um, so some, those who don't know Christ, that is what the judgment is like. Now, I just, all of you who are Bible people um, and know eschatology really well, don't email me. That's an illustration of, of yep. just trying to help you get your head around it, but that's what that judgment will look like. If you are a believer, the judgment is a determination of reward and a celebration of grace. Mm. So Paul says uh, in 1 Corinthians 3 that we're going to um, uh, build the foundations of our life in Christ with different types of materials, Uh, wood, hay, and straw, which is going to be burned up in judgment, and then gold, silver, precious stones, which are going to last for eternity. So as a Christ follower, again, this is an illustration, but just think of, think of a, a visual. Think of uh, me going before God with uh, a bucket like I would take the TSA in the airport, and I put all of my life into it, mm-hmm. wood, hay, straw, stubble, everything that makes my life up. I put that bucket on a conveyor belt, <clears throat> and it goes through a fire of judgment, which is called a... It's a refining fire or a purifying fire. Everything that is impure is burned off. It's the slag that comes off of a steel. It's mm-hmm. the junk that comes out when you refine gold, right? It's burned off. It's pushed aside. What survives the fire 
is the parts of my life which were valuable eternally. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and then I am rewarded for the spiritual, eternal investment of my life. So for the unbeliever, judgment is, do I go to heaven or hell? For the believer, judgment is not a condemning judgment. It's not a prosecution. It's a purification. And then the Bible says, as a believer, I will be rewarded for how I I live for Christ. So um, I'm going to, I am a, follower of Jesus Christ who's very confident of mm-hmm. Jesus' love and grace and salvation in my life, right? So I'm going to go um, to that fire with my life in the bucket. Um, my financial health is going to be burned off. My investment financially in the kingdom of God is going to survive the fire. Mm. Um, my title, the Reverend Dr. Jeffrey A. Bogue, Senior Pastor of Grace Church, is going to be burned off. My position, adopted and loved son of my heavenly father, is going to survive the fire. <clears throat> the mechanism of my marriage, Heidi and I uh, built a home, we took vacations, and we, with the exception of difficult times in our life, we had really a happy and God-honoring marriage. How I helped my wife be more like Christ is going to survive the fire. Hmm. Make sense? Uh, my F one fifty is going to burn up, right? <laughs> like all of Ford, you, Jeff. yeah. No. <laughs> you who drive Dodges and Chevys are used to that. Uh, this is eternal, though. Uh, my F one fifty is going to burn up. Where that truck took me to allow me to serve and love and help people is going to survive. Mm-hmm. Making sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So my life, my life is not evil before the Lord. My not, my life is not rebellious before the Lord, but there's a bunch of my life that has earthly trappings in it. They're sure. not good. They're not bad. They're part of my foundation. Mm-hmm. They're just not eternally valuable. They were things that got me through my time on the planet. Yep. The more then that I make choices in my life to honor God and to, and to seek first the kingdom of heaven, and to live a generous life, and to honor God with my body, and to try to lead and love my Heidi well, the greater my reward in heaven, okay? So that fire is a refining fire. That fire will not be full of regret. That fire will not be full of shame or sorrow it will be full of reward because there is no condemnation mm. for those who are in Christ. Um, if I go, if I'm an unbeliever and I go to judgment and I look at the judge and I say, but God, I got a B plus, he's going to say, I don't care. Your righteousness is like filthy rags. When I am judged before Christ for my salvation, I look at Jesus and I say, Jesus, uh, it doesn't matter if I got a B plus, A plus, C minus. Jesus, here's the transcript you gave me, and it's yours. Mm. Your righteousness is my righteousness. Yeah. I recognize that. I yielded to it. And my desire was to turn from sin and walk to you. And Jesus is going to say, Welcome into your rest. 
Here's your crowns in heaven, your reward uh, for what you've done. And the Bible says um, there's rewards for righteousness. There's rewards for martyrdom. There's there's lots of things that God's like, hey, this is is worth it, and you're going to enjoy these eternally. So that's the accounting, so to say, for the believer. And I, I know that I'm... I'm trying to paint pictures way yeah. more than I'm trying to go into the depths of the theology of it, but that's the accounting, and that's kind of the big difference between the the two positions spiritually. Yeah, and so what I'm what I'm really taking away from that, Jeff, is if I'm an unbeliever, one of the things I need to maybe I'll rephrase it. If I'm an unbeliever, one of the things that Joe Caruso, that Jeff Bogue would pray that you hear is God's not trying to be judgmental with you. He's trying to help you realize that the conclusion of your internal sin that you can't help and the conclusion of the sin that you could help is going to lead you to a separation from God and all that is good about him. And if you are a believer in Christ, he wants to conclude with you the wonder of the grace of Jesus in your life and celebrate the ways that you invested that into other people. That's right. So the the Bible says things like this. Uh, God wishes that none would perish, but mm-hmm. all would come to everlasting life. Uh, the Bible says, Jesus said this, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus does not come to condemn us because we have condemned ourselves. My sin is my responsibility, mm-hmm. right? So I don't need God to do that. He's not judgmental in the way that we throw the word around. Mm-hmm. What he is, is perfect, holy, and righteous, and just. Mm -hmm. And that is judgment. It's actually a legal idea, right? So um, when I go before a judge, um, if I got a ticket doing 30 and a 20, when the judge says, Jeff, here's your fine, and I'm suspending your license, when, when they pass judgment on me, they're not being judgmental. Sure. They're drawing a conclusion based on the law of the land. So when Jesus looks and says, you've rejected me your whole life, he's not being judgmental as we use the term. Sure. He's drawing a conclusion. He's acting as, as a judge. Jesus is not out to get you. He's out to love you. Mm-hmm. Um, at the refining fire, the First Corinthians 3 fire, that is that is an example of God's grace, mm-hmm. because the the, the biggest um, one of the biggest accusations against people of God is that they're hypocrites. And whenever I heard that accusation, hear it, I'm like, right, <laughs> like I'm totally hypocrite, because I I'm not claiming, right. I'm I'm saying like um, I don't have the grades to get into heaven mm-hmm. ever. Jesus has to change transcripts with me, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't remotely think that I deserve heaven. I don't remotely think that I've earned anything. The the refining fire is the mixture of an imperfect person striving to serve a perfect God imperfectly. It's wood, hay, straw, stubble. And then in there, there, there is pure motive, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I actually really do love Jesus. Yeah, right. Right? I actually really do want my family to feel love. Like there's mm-hmm. lots of pure motive. The grace of God is looking and saying, there's no way you're getting into heaven on your own. And this messed up, crazy life 
actually, I see what you're trying to do there. Mm-hmm. So you're in heaven because of the righteousness of Christ. Yep. I'm going to reward you because you actually did sure. try to try to love me and follow me. You're just no good at it, <laughs> which is why I had to get you in. Yep. yep. Right. I, I've. Um, it's amazing to me when I look back at my life. Um, there are certain things that I try to do to be connected with Jesus and all that kind of stuff and be with Him. And the 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 more I walk with Him, the more I realize that what I originally had to offer was really full of all of those imperfections. Oh yeah. And so I think of some of you maybe have heard me say this the, before. The harder we try, the more imperfect it is. Right. <laughs> and so like. I can remember when I when when my daughter was little, she'd bring dandelions and like the weeds out of the grass to me all the time because she was just being this sweet little girl bringing me flowers. And in in my in my head, I'm like, yeah, honey, I know my lawn is not all grass and it's <laughs> yeah. full of these weeds. But the look on her face is this beautiful hope that she's doing something that her father will appreciate. And even though it was imperfect, thank you for that motive. Right then, she grows up and she's like, "Hey, we should get mom flowers, dad." And she knows like uh, Mandy's a little bit frugal with her money, so we don't go get the you know the big bouquets, but we go to Sam's Club <laughs> and we get like the fifteen dollar or seven dollar bouquets. And then um, and then you get a little bit older and you're like, actually, Mandy, if we're gonna get her flowers, like she really likes white hydrangeas. She really likes sunflowers late in the summer. She like because you know what she wants now you relationally begin to discover right. through your life how to almost begin to weed out some of those imperfections your own, but no matter what, to drive the flower thing home, those flowers are imperfect. She didn't like one of the other flowers in there, or the petals were messed up, or the whatever. And that's the kind of stuff as we serve God, connect with God, help others, share what Jesus is doing in our life with others, we're going to grow and we're going to misstep. We're going to see those things. But God is trying to show, boy, this is really the essence of what I was asking for. This was the essence of when we were walking most closely. This stuff, take it or leave it. Yep. Um, but uh, it's, it's you know, and even then, um, like you mentioned, like the reward of grace, like even pointing out like, Joe, you you really came a long way between when you gave your life to Christ at right. 18 and when you turned 40. <clears throat> that was cool. You know, like it's just fun, you know, so that that kind of stuff's really neat. Yeah, that's exactly. It's a great picture, Joe. Like um, those dandelions are going to burn up. Mm-hmm. The affection your daughter showed you is eternal. Yeah, because even that actual story, literally, those dandelions are trash. But six years later, yeah. I still remember the look on her face when she handed that's them to right, me. That's right. And 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 our heavenly Father, in um, you know, I think. Uh, I think one of the biggest wounds for men mm-hmm. is if they're unsure if their earthly father's proud of them or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like to say my, my dad gave me two things that because he didn't give me any money. <laughs> there was no money left when he died. But he gave me two things. I know he loved me, and I know he's proud of me. Yeah. He, he, would, he would go out of his way to make sure that I knew that, right? Our heavenly Father is that way. Like yep. he 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 sees when you uh, when you strike out as a husband and a dad. He also sees when you don't, and he mostly sees when you're trying. Yep. And and like 
like that's why I say ninety percent of fathering showing up. Mm-hmm. It, it's the I'm I'm here and I'm giving it my best shot. You do that, your kids know that you love them. Yep. You know, and and so that that is not lost on your heavenly Father, right? And that's what those rewards are are about. That's so good. I hope that, um, you know, I, I like to say things like, if you're listening to this in real time, I hope that that's a mindset that you can take in the even Christmas and the holidays, but wherever you're at when you're listening to this, that like, God is beckoning you to Him. He Jesus came to restore that relationship and. Um, I, I just hope, again, whether you're listening to this through that unbelieving lens, I don't know if I want to follow Jesus yet. I hope you actually hear the invitation to healing, to restoration. And if you're listening to it through that believer's lens, that you're hearing that, like, I'm, I'm proud of you, and let's keep working on this yeah, together. Absolutely. Well, if you would like to submit questions for this podcast, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Uh, and if we can help you take any unique next steps or even find help in kind of figuring out some of this exact uh, pro- process and pathway forward, we'd love to do that. Just reach out and let us know. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you are looking for a community of people trying to follow Jesus and get connected with him, you can always join us here at Grace in person on the weekend or find us online if you're out of the area. Thanks so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time. Merry Christmas, Bob Ball. Ball.